0: Welcome back to the Inclusion Crusade with Sarah Morgan on the HR Happy Hour Podcast Network. Today's episode is part three of her series with Dr. Dennis on protecting Black women in the workplace. Hope you enjoy the show.
1: What do you want to see happen with these platforms that will give equal protection, better protection of Black women? or? is the answer for us to just walk away from it.
0: Well, the answer is to walk away, but every time I walk away from these platforms, I'm always told, nobody's gonna, gonna know about your work if you're not sharing every it. with people. Every time shadow. I
1: try to get you out, to <laughs> they out. <laughs> suck me back in.
0: That's right. I hate all of these platforms, mm. like literally all of them. Never do I pretend otherwise. Uh, there's a platform. It's created by uh, Black people, Africans in particular, called Boomerlink. So that's a good platform. Unfortunately, they rely on these other platforms
2: mm-hmm. to connect
0: people. So I am. Uh, I'm just never going to pretend that I support any of these platforms. Mm-hmm. These platforms are they're for white people. Yeah. They are safe spaces for white people to do the same thing of wearing white masks, not COVID masks, but white masks where (laughs) white people hide themselves. And it also is, um, so when white people anonymously contact us, including the two white people who did that this morning, and uh, they thought calling me fat and ugly and then talking about my brother's death would just really get to me. And when I read it, I didn't feel any particular way because it's literally five centuries and white people covering their faces, covering their names, It's the same. It's literally the same thing, including white police doing that, white doctors, white teachers. It's literally the same routine. I mean, this is to me, it's just the same routine. It's. For Black people in particular, anti-Blackness, and when I say Blackness, that's all of us. That's Black people with disability, uh, Black people with gender non-identities, Black people around the world with all different identities within our Blackness. Mm-hmm. We're told to accept everything. We're told to accept human imperfections. We're told to be abused, punished, and to accept apologies when people have a second, a second thought, <laughs> or an mm-hmm. afterthought. We're told to just accept it. We're, we're told to just appreciate the people who tried at least. We're told that. And those of us who do not accept that, we're told we're ruining our career. No one's going to hire you. And I'm like, look, this is where Black people have to just be honest. Are you here to become like wealthy based on DEI work? Because let me tell you something, real equity-based work, you're not going to be wealthy doing that.
2: Mm-hmm. So like,
0: even when we talk about like, The critique of the Black Women, Black Lives Matter founders having mansions, that's just evidence that most of their donors are white liberals and -hmm. white progressives who have money, which is another example of why I don't believe in a such thing as white ally. You can collaborate, you can contribute, but the outcome has to be something more than surface level stuff. Mm -hmm. And it has to be something more than an ally button. And so, so that's just why I just told, tell people, hold yourself accountable, but don't expect me to hug you after you've held yourself accountable. That's on you. My focus remains not on individuals in terms of making sure individuals feel good, which is also why I don't waste time on bias trainings. There are a lot of people making a whole lot of money from bias trainings. Mm-hmm. And that includes a lot of people on LinkedIn. And I tell people, I'm not going to stop you from doing that just understand that you're literally not accomplishing anything
2: hmm.
0: like the bias training for the police department guess what they still got millions of dollars to militarize the police department
2: mm-hmm.
0: now they're smiling while they do it that's what they learn from bias training <laughs> they smile and they like oh we done got this military tank we got that black neighborhood now so so the work I do is just It's not like what people are seeing on LinkedIn and New York Times bestsellers. It's it's just something beyond that. And and this is one thing I always challenge the New York Times bestseller authors as well. No matter how much you charge people for trainings and speaking engagements, most of them don't acknowledge that the work they do is built off of centuries of black work. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: for some of them, they don't realize perhaps what they're doing is built off of centuries black work. Even people like that particular white woman who I won't name, she'll say an afterthought that yes, my work is based on centuries of black anti-racism work. But she says that after she puts that check that she receives into her account. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's just why I tell people, if you're gonna acknowledge how you're building off of the groundwork Also think about why the oppressor is paying you $25,000
2: because
0: I promise you there's no such thing as an oppressor making you wealthy to dismantle their power. There's Mm. no such thing. Mm.
2: So this is
0: just why I'm always critical of people claiming that they specialize in equity and justice, but now you're using that money to get a mansion. Who are you really helping? Because the people you claim that you're helping, they still struggling. So why should they support you? What's coming from it? Interesting.
1: <laughs> interesting. It is interesting because so, but you and I have talked about this offline. Let's talk about it online right quick. I struggle on the record. <laughs> on the record. So I struggle with this. You know I struggle with this because that's why I just said interesting. Because it's it's the same as for me as um when you talk about like christianity and the mega churches and the past the the pastors with private jets and things like that i struggle with this idea that you cannot have wealth and do good right like i struggle with that and so When I heard, just by comparison, that um, the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement had one of them, I don't know if it was all of them, but I know one of them bought a house in um, California somewhere that was worth a million dollars. First of all, a million dollars in California is very different than a million dollars in, say, North Carolina. It's very different. Um, But I also thought to myself, so what? like this woman works hard this woman has put you know her life on the line in a lot of situations in order to get this word out to get this movement moving and why should she not be able to benefit and when she's not doing that work live comfortably whatever that whatever that means for her like why do we automatically associate the idea of um like upliftment of people um trying anything anything related to social justice causes and those sorts of things why does that always have to be associated with poverty right so that's where i have struggle Because, but I also understand the point that there's a certain level that you reach where you're right. Your oppressor is not going to make you rich, dismantling them. So there has to be a tipping point where, to some degree, you sell out. And I don't know what that tipping point is. I don't know. And I don't feel, I don't know that it's any one individual's responsibility to judge that I think you kind of have to judge it for yourself based on your spectrum of of circumstance um but by looking at you know the outcomes of what this person is doing and the impact that it's having on the communities that they have said that they're here to serve and help Yeah. so but yeah that's that's where You know that's where I struggle, and I know that that comes from capitalist conditioning and racist conditioning. Um, So, and I and I get that, and so that's but that's a struggle that I have. And as I listen to you, you know, talk about that, that reminds me of those things and conversations that you and I have had in the past about that. Because we talk; these are the these truly people. These are the things; these are the conversations that we have on the phone, over text message, you know, over dinner, this is, and this is what the way that we have talked for 27 years. So this is why I
0: tell black folk again, we come from hundreds of thousands of years of knowledges, right? So we're not a stupid people. Mm -hmm. So this is where we can address anti-capitalism does not equate to being impoverished. Right. You do not have to be impoverished people to be anti-capitalism, because, again, capitalism is based on exploitation, exploitation. of labor, mm-hmm. right, which is not the same thing as having a company. You don't have to exploit labor to have a company. Mm-hmm. Same thing when we say get police departments. It doesn't mean that we believe that police departments are going to go away tomorrow. And now, as Black folk, we're going to be abandoned with nobody there to help us. The whole idea is to over time shift the funds, shift mm-hmm. the resources. Like I've been telling people for centuries since, since after the Emancipation Proclamation that didn't free all of us, Black people have had demands sent to schools, to police departments that started off as just a bunch of white men with their white women supporting them, chasing after us and killing mm-hmm. us. So this is what I always tell people Black, po- Black folks. Go based on our knowledge and our works,
2: mm-hmm.
0: where we have explained that shifting the funds for, from police does not mean that police are not going to show up if there's an emergency.
2: Mm-hmm. Police
0: are not first responders. When there's a medical emergency, that's not who the police should not be the ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. Police should not be the resource for schools. hmm. Funds should be in schools. Funds should be in medical and health services. Medical and health services should be designed to help our people with various identities and experiences. That's part of dismantling five centuries of medical racism and scientific racism around the world as well. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So this is why I just always explain to people. I support the founders of Black Lives Matter. I support them being able to support their families financially. Mm -hmm. I support them having property. Mm -hmm. But this is also where people need to understand if you're going to claim to be a, one of the voices, I don't believe in a such thing as black voice. It's multiple people speaking together. Black mm-hmm. folk don't have to have one leader. We don't have weekly
1: talent. And we hauls. never have. How about that? Like contrary well, to whatever, to- like we promote when it comes to Martin Luther King he was never the only, he was not the only voice no, of his time. No. And he was never like the sole leader of the movement towards increased civil, not even increase, like acknowledgement of the civil rights that we should have already had.
0: <laughs> and Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King was not a token. It wasn't Martin Luther King versus Malcolm X that people keep no, pretending because of course you know people are going based on the quotes that white people present mm-hmm. in schools and textbooks where Martin Luther King was like, you know, we see no color. That Martin Luther King was not never saying that we have no race or blackness. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King was never very critical it. of white people. He was very critical of white moderates, as mm-hmm. as was Ma- Malcolm X, as are black people in general. Mm-hmm. And so so that's just why I tell people if you're doing work, if you're black and doing work with black people, you need to answer questions to black people. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about financial audits, that should not just be for the IRS. You should also be prepared to explain to black folk. Why are you in our impoverished communities, but you're going to the suburbs to your mansion? That's a legitimate question for black folk to ask. Mm-hmm. Black people know how to answer questions to white people. hmm So like Black Lives Matter is just like other black organizations where if they have a lot of donors who are white liberals, white progressives, white anti-fascists, white socialists, white Democrats, white libertarians, they know how to answer questions to these white people when white people want proof of where their donations are going. Mm -hmm. It's only when black people
1: ask questions that all of a sudden people disappear on us. Or it becomes like the audacity of you. To ask, like how dare you yeah. i'm
0: helping our people which what is a second, in you of three yeah you're asking you're answering questions to white people you'll send white people your tax forms if need be because you claim that that's reaching a a larger outcome that needs to be the focus for black people who are reaching our people yeah we need to answer to our people black folk we're not we come from hundreds of thousands of years of theories long before critical race theory was was uh constructed in the eighties. We have hundreds of thousands of years of theory. So I just want black people to understand, we never have to go based on knowledge and understanding from the new topic that's covered on social media and the news outlets. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: We need to hold each other accountable for knowledge. Knowledge that's not approved by anybody else but black people.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Knowledge that's not even recognized by anybody else but black people. Mm -hmm. So this is why I just say, if we cannot change these social media outlets Because people oftentimes will ask me, how can we change Twitter? How can we change Facebook, LinkedIn? Changing these places is just another attempt to now make them more marketable. Because Black people are the ones that really make these places make money. Because we do a whole lot on all these sites.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? And so changing them is not going to be anything that's for us. It's still not going to be anything that's for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... So this is why I just tell black people: if if black people think this is their only outlet, their only resource, then that just solidifies the white dominance because white mm-hmm. people expect us to not have other resources and other outlets.
1: Yeah, so, and yeah, at the so- end of the day, it has to be an. Un- mm-hmm. un- and we talk about this a lot um, in the circles that that you and I belong to. It's a, it's ultimately about utilizing the platforms to magnify, you know, amplify your your voice and connect with other individuals. And the moment that the platform doesn't do that for you anymore, you shouldn't even be using it anyway. Although there, you know, for some people there's entertainment in it, but if that's not where your entertainment lies, then you shouldn't be utilizing it anyway. Um, and you yes. should always make sure that you have your own places where you're, where you truly own the intellectual property that you create. So that take that gem and jewel for what it's worth, listening to the audience. Um what I do last couple questions I want to ask you. Um the first is and you and I had a had a conversation about this on text message the other day. And that is really your clarity of mission and your Your mindset and the calm that you are able to maintain. Like you are laser focused on what it is that you want to accomplish, very clear in in the things, in the principles of you are a principled woman. Principality of the matter. Principalities (laughs) in this thing. And how do you maintain that? And for those of us listening who, who don't feel as clear, who feel like we may be struggling um, in those areas, what advice would you give to us?
0: Yes, thank you for asking that. So I believe in black health.
2: Mm. Unfortunately,
0: most health professionals, mental health, physical health professionals, they themselves don't take care of their health. They think that they know so damn much that they preach to everyone else, but they somehow mysteriously protect their own health without going to the doctor or anything else that they might need. So I do focus on my health. I do have a disability. So I have to take care of that in order to really connect our people to health professionals. It will be hypocritical for me to say, yeah, you need to go to doctor so-and-so. And then I'm not following up not the appointments. I always tell Black people that negative emotions, crying, anger, those are things that we should not ignore. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to have a day where you just feel in some type of way and you need to be by yourself which is difficult for people who have dependents in their family, people filling Mm. up their households or homeless people Mm. who don't have these spaces. So this is where for our communities, we need to focus on local work. I always say local black work connects to national black work and connects to international black work. That's the Mm -hmm. multitasking of Pan-African work. Mm
2: -hmm. You don't
0: ignore the people in front of your face and then say, Yeah, we fighting what's happening across the ocean. Mm -hmm. It literally has to go together, right? Right. So this is why I just tell Black people, think about your priorities, your own life struggles, and think about who can help you. And that also ties to forms of capital as well. Mm
2: -hmm. Because when we
0: talk about business networking, Black people are among minoritized groups that tend not to know how to connect to other people who they don't directly know. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I teach this, we talk about um, the strength of weak ties. Hmm. And I'm not going to bore people with that social science background, but, you know, what does it mean when we talk about connecting the ties that we have, but we don't know the people immediately and directly? Mm-hmm. So these are all examples of ways that we can do this work together as Black folks. But again, it has to start with our own Mental health and physical health. Yeah. you can't be taking your family member to the doctor, but you yourself know that you don't really feel the same. Yeah, and yeah. you think you can right. cheer everything by taking vitamins. I mean, even when we talk about pray it away or meditate it away, it could be a spiritual realm. Whatever method you use, you have to understand that holistic African health and African, it means black people. I always have to explain that because unfortunately, anti-blackness requires anti-african mm-hmm. it's it's getting black people to pretend that being pro-black means that you got to prove we're descendants of enslavement here we're not from africa
2: mm-hmm.
0: i want people to understand that that's also a mental health problem when you feel like you have to reject your origins
2: yeah
0: so yeah so holistic means all of that so i posted that on instagram today it's all of that mm-hmm. holistic means meditation, prayer, positive thoughts, whatever you do, connected with vitamins, connected with medical assistance, mm-hmm. connected with going to a mental health support group, a homelessness support group, a substance use support group,
2: mm-hmm.
1: a
0: nurse, a medical doctor. That's what holistic means.
1: It should, it should be like whole, like W-H-O-L-E. And because but so people, it is, yeah, but people see it's it both. as like because they, yeah because they some holes those yeah. holes it's some holes in this it's, house okay. uh, <laughs> See? so when I
0: talk medical and health students and um, MDs in residency that's one thing that um, the co-instructor explained that holistic can be H-O-L and W-H-O-L mm-hmm. like all of
1: it it has to be all of it yeah
0: A lot of times when people talk about holistic health for Asians, indigenous Africans, they falsely think that we was just like chilling in the grass, eating some beans and looking at plants. Like, no, that's that falsehood that white people created sciences, that white people created laboratories, that white people created medicines, that white people created universities, like that all started Europe. No, this literally exists all around the world. Mm-hmm. So holistic African health is connecting medicine that you might need in addition to your natural remedies.
2: Mm-hmm. You've
0: got to do that all together. So that's just one thing that I explain to our people. And, and that's why I always explain that part before talking about community visibility. Mm-hmm. If you want to be more involved in your community, you can contact different organizations. Just know it doesn't mean you're going to all agree with each other on everything, Everything can't be a deal breaker. Black folk are really quick to give up on other Black folk. Mm. Black folk are very patient with non-Black people. <laughs> black people are very patient with white people. White people can say all types of things and do all types of things. Black folk keep showing up to their businesses to patronize their business, going back to media website, doing all sorts of stuff. But when Black folk do something to offend you, oh, that's a deal it's breaker. Yeah, so this is where we have to hold Black people accountable for contributing to anti-Blackness and racism. Racism does not constantly require white people to do the ones to do this. It mm-hmm. requires everyone to do something to harm the minoritized racial and ethnic groups. Yep.
2: Yep. But this is one thing
0: I always tell Black people. Like, I live in Baltimore City, and we ought to talk about the areas that it's entirely Black folk. But Black people are not patronizing the Black restaurant, but they're going to the Asian restaurant Mm
2: -hmm. that's
0: selling unhealthy Chinese food that's not authentic Chinese food. Because, again, Black people are the ones who taught Vietnamese. We taught Koreans. We taught Chinese people. We taught Japanese people how to fry chitlins, how to fry chicken wings. We Mm -hmm. taught that. They're the ones making money in our communities, but they're not giving us real it's not like these are mostly not sushi rolls and stuff. They tend mm-hmm. to be like very heavily fried, yeah. um, fried chitlins, fried rings. So these places are making a whole lot of money in Black parts of cities in the United States of America and parts of the world as well. And that's a form of anti-Blackness as well, because they're mm-hmm. getting a lot of bank loans. Um, it's part of the racist, classist city design where... Mm-hmm. The designers of every city, including in Baltimore, they know that you're going to find two liquor stores in black parts of Baltimore. There's a liquor store on every corner. Mm -hmm. There's a convenience store. There's unhealthy Asian restaurants, but the black businesses are going to be struggling to survive. And black folk will oftentimes have difficulty finding consistent, healthy foods that can last a while in the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. So that's an intentional design. And then the hair shops, mostly Asian owned, and they make sure they watch us, not to steal. We also have to remember that blackface products are mostly made in China and Japan.
2: Mm. And I want to
0: highlight that because when you find a lot of kente cloths and other attire, kente cloths and certain materials that we define as African originated in India Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and Middle Eastern. So some of these were adopted through trades before there was really colonialism. Mm-hmm. So, as Black people, we have to understand the history of all this. Not everything is stolen from us. Some things we traded together over the centuries
2: mm-hmm. with
0: Asians and Indigenous people.
2: Mm-hmm. Some
0: of us have backgrounds in our families of Asians and Indigenous people. So, mm-hmm. some of these are examples of cultural connections and relationships. And other things are an example of anti-Blackness and people stealing from us. Yeah. But Black people have to understand history to understand that. So I just encourage Black folk, focus on health, focus on outreach. But we have to understand activism. Yes, we deserve to be angry. When people say that we're anti-white, hate white people, no, don't hate white people because that takes from your life. And it does nothing in outcomes, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: However... We have very good reasons to be outraged over centuries. Mm -hmm. So when people talk about the the remnants of colonialism, the remnants of Christian missionaries, um, the remnants of anti-Blackness, which exists in every religion and every culture that has had any forms of anti-Blackness, that has lasting impacts on every generation of Black people.
2: Yeah. But
0: to acknowledge that, we also have to understand how it has negative outcomes for every generation of non-Black people. They can't have generations of anti-Blackness, but then somehow it's harming us as Black folk. But but no impact to you. Mm -hmm. That's every generation of white people around the world, every generation of indigenous people, Asians,
1: in which they've been taught. And y'all should be just (laughs) as outraged about the about what was withheld from you about what you have lost in terms of knowledge and exposure and opportunity to Mm -hmm. you know as as we are about the things that that we have lost like it's not everybody needs to be outraged everybody has uh, like I I would like I would be mad if I was white about the fact that I am so ill-equipped to go out into the world and handle conversations around race and handle conversations Like the, like the world could really coddled me like this. Like I would be upset. And yet, thing. and yet not, but yeah. Well, so some white
0: liberals and white progressives and white anti-fascists and they claim to be upset, but they don't do anything. Right. Being upset that I should care that they're upset. I don't have to congratulate their upset. Um, I don't have to even acknowledge that
1: it don't have they, nothing to do with me specifically it's like okay now, now what are yeah. you going to do cuz that's the that's the question i have to ask myself when i get up every day and and deal with whatever anti-blackness i'm confronted with when yeah. i walk outside the doors of my house or i open my computer and log onto the internet or whatever it may be like that always has that always is there
2: yeah yeah
0: it, i mean as black people, we don't have to thank people for being outraged. Uh, we don't need mm-hmm. them to be outraged on our behalf. We literally no, be have to be outraged knowledge. on your
1: own behalf.
0: Yeah, be outraged on your own behalf, but don't just, like, talk about what new book you're reading. Like, y'all need to be past that.
2: Mm-hmm. What do you do
0: to demand changes to your curriculum? Um, I'm tired. I've told t- teachers this for years. I'm tired of teachers bragging about new books in their class. If you know that the other teachers are not doing what they should do, you need to hold them accountable as well. Just like as faculty, when I was a chair of the curriculum committee, we had to challenge curriculum. We had to hold people accountable. Like don't, don't brag to us about a new book when you're having lunch with a person who you know was using a false book still. We can't mm-hmm. be friends if you subscribe subscribing a falsehood and you're teaching it and you claim, but well, we're just subscribing to the curriculum and standardized tests. Well, I'm talking about tearing all this down.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, tearing all this down. And um and of course white people are outraged when I use book burning books figurative and tearing stuff down figurative because white people are accustomed to changes only happen if we say it a certain way changes yeah. don't happen regardless of how much black people watch our words
2: mm-hmm.
0: like literally we can um we can dress it up make it look real fancy and cute
1: or we can, or say, we it can it say in the it. most politest way yeah. ever and it's, it's the still same, gonna it's it's same. The, the threat. Perception level does not change based on how we dress it or don't dress it up.
0: It doesn't matter what politician is the mayor, doesn't matter what politician is in
1: charge of city council, doesn't
0: matter anyone who's on the school board, it doesn't matter who's president of the United States. It's all the same. It's just smiley oppression or frowny oppression. Mm -hmm. So, this is why I just tell Black people to stop telling us vote or die. Like, stop all that wordings and phrases. Instead, connect with our people so that we have safety nets and protective factors that we're building together so that we're not waiting for the decision makers to make changes. They may never make changes. Now, what are we going to do? Because they bank on us. Bank meaning they make money on us needing them and waiting for them. And they know that we're not going to learn anything in unless, unless they give us the knowledge, unless mm-hmm. they give us the books. But Black people, we don't have to be like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, we don't have to be like that. And so this is why I just give a shout out to the organizations that are providing community-based programs for our people mm-hmm. to say we need to support and defend each other. Because the schools ain't worried about us.
1: Yeah.
0: And the medical and health professionals, the police, including the Black folk who work in these areas. True. So we have to protect ourselves and stop waiting and holding our breath like that's going to do something.
1: I want to pivot one more time before I ask my final question, um, because you mentioned, you know, you the comments you made about burning books. And there's been a lot of articles recently about Texas and them putting together this list of books that are no longer allowed in schools and there are other states that are clearly poised to follow suit and there was one article I saw this week and Cujo by Stephen King is on the list of banned books what the dog do that's what I that is that's my question do you know because I have I have asked several people this like I understood like the diary of Anne Frank the autobiography of Malcolm X. Like there are certain books, like I understand what your agenda is, right? I understand the the knowledge and exposure that you're trying to limit. So I completely, obviously I don't agree with it, but I completely understand why you don't want your children reading these books. What did Cujo do? What did the dog do? Because- What did the dog do? Like what, what did Cujo do that required Cujo to be banned from the schools in Texas. I need, do you know, have you heard of this? Can you explain that to me? Because so far I've been asking people and they can't. Listeners, if any of y'all are in Texas and know, hit me up on social media and explain to me what the the logic is behind banning, banning Cujo from the school. First of all, why were they reading Cujo in the schools? Like, I don't know what educational value... Cujo was providing to the schools in the first place.
0: Rabies? But, You're learning about rabies.
1: Yeah, but what did what did Cujo do? That like, there's nothing I recall. And granted, it's been years since I watched the movie, and I don't know if I ever read the book or not. But there was nothing that I remember about Cujo that I found to be controversial in in any racial social classes sexist like any any of your isms and bia's, right that we are afraid of and that make us want to to ban and restrict things um i didn't see cool joe and none of that so uh, it left me with the question what did the dog do what did he do
0: what the dirt but um so i mean to me this is just the same routine that white people do it's a it's a distraction Uh, so the whole intent of any of this whether it happened since 2016 presidential election or 2020 beginning of covid taking over the world white people specialize as an aggregate and collective of doing something that seems offensive so it can steal attention from what's really happening So, the design of that is for people to now fuss about particular books being omitted instead of focusing on the curriculum problems that have always existed before that new story. So, I tell people that because when I wrote the burn books tweet in 2020, it was to show as a social experiment how people are going to respond to me instead of focusing on the larger problem that is not originated by me. Mm -hmm. And people, unfortunately, you know, white people still harass me about that tweet. And I just, you know, keep on doing that because. I give sometimes free experiments for the world. But anyway, so this is the same thing. When when in Texas or anywhere across the nation, when they say these books are banned, we as Black people are supposed to say, oh, we're going to fight for this diary. We're going to fight for this Malcolm X book. I tell Black people, don't be outraged over that new list. Focus your outrage on the curriculum that's already at the school, the accreditors who are already at the school, mm-hmm. the library materials that are already at the school,
2: mm-hmm. the
0: stuff that's published That's already used because this isn't it's like, you know, I love puppies, but this is the same thing considering black people in particular puppies. Mm
2: -hmm. Like,
0: here's the bright light that says curriculum changes. But then they show the puppy another bright light that says, oh, we got new books that we ban. As puppies, we're expected to look at the new books part and ignore generations of the problem that's overarching that that's was already the in the curriculum yeah, yeah it's the overarching so that's why I tell people I that's why and also why I do not watch the news because we are expected to waste our brain and our time and our outrage on the new story
2: mm.
0: that's like when they talk about medical professionals now mad about something new regarding something pertaining to COVID I tell them this is literally the addition of five centuries of medical scientific health racism and classism
2: mm-hmm. it's the
0: same thing with just a new addition
1: so, not the group new
0: edition, but something added to it brand
1: new because if it isn't oh. love why do i feel this way and um, you know they're on tour now they're on tour now so they yeah. are back on tour now um coming to um greensboro i believe this sometime yep. this month yep. um i ain't going to no concerts going. during covid i ain't no.
0: doing
1: no concerts during I, covid that's not i i can't do it um i look at like sporting, large sporting events and large events and stuff like that. And I'm like, that just looked like some Rona soup, like just start it up.
2: Yeah, I can't, I just, I
1: can't do it. I have done, I did do, I have done theater actually. I can't, I can't admit that I have done a couple, of but with proof of vaccination and Proof of negative COVID tests, like both. Um, some, of these,
0: some of these theaters are actually empty, so that's yeah. one thing I tell people. That's uh, true. You too. to theater a certain time. Um, I went to a theater a year ago. I haven't been since, but it was we were
1: only people in the whole spot. Yeah.
0: But but yeah, but you know. So back to Texas. I don't care about Texas.
1: Don't worry uh, about Cujo. Is that that's the I'm, that's what you're telling me? Don't I worry just, about it. I, I just can't.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, this is. This is trying to treat us like puppies. And then the I-
1: other thing too, like I mm-hmm. can, and I've done this with my own children. My mother did this with me. Um, at the end of the day, the people responsible for that child, their, their village, their parents, their aunties, their uncles, their, you know, extended families and communities. The, the school said you can't, you know, they can't have this book. That doesn't mean that the book can't be read. That doesn't mean that the topic can't be taught, you know, because I have experienced that with my own children when they've done projects at school and they've been assigned historical figures. And I was like, oh, uh-uh. you know, we're not going to be researching this person. Um, and I will contact the teacher and say, I realize that you assigned my black daughter to redo a research project on Susan B. Anthony. We're going to switch that up because um, right. She no hero for us. So, if we're going to talk about, we're going to do something else. Um, right. And I've had to have, though, you know, when my son, who is, has always been in, you know, gifted programs and so forth, gets to have to do a, a research project. And the best example of a Black man that they could come up with for him. Was was Kevin Durant, and I was like, um, <laughs> nothing against nothing against KD. I, I love and respect him, but we have a whole plethora of people that that we can choose from, and so that's a no. I will work with him, and we will find someone else um, that right. he can that he can do research on and present for this particular project. And I can remember. Many times in my youth, with my own mother sending a note to the school, like I still remember fourth grade being made to do a re- whole research project on Mega Evers. Um, because I forget who it was that they assigned me, but my mom was like, Psh, nah, you ain't doing that. We're going to teach, we're going to learn about Mega Evers today. And yeah. mm-hmm. because it's just important. I can remember, you know, having to sit down every Black History month, Black History season, because it really started right around MLK's birthday and watching Eyes on the Prize and watching Roots again and again. your eyes on the prize, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. and I can't. What is up with PBS? Like they don't air Eyes on the Prize anymore. That was my jam. Like I was. But actually, you can still find it
0: on the website. You can still you can't, um, excellent. Because I
1: was looking forward to to um to sharing that with my children. Um, yep. and now it's like it don't come on anymore. When I say, well, we watch all the parts. We watch yep. all the parts every year." Yep. Still um, on the website. And so there are definitely, you know, other documentaries and things like that. But we just we have to take the same way, you know, our parents did. We have to take responsibility for our own education. And when the curriculum is lacking, we have to to, as you mentioned, you have to get involved locally. And that starts right in right outside your door with making sure that that full education um, is happening. And I'm grateful for my parents, and I'm grateful that I had teachers, and you and I have talked about this before, being from inner city areas, being where the public school systems were underfunded and generally seen and treated as deficient. I had some amazing, amazing educators who made sure that we, our learning was representative. Um, yeah. And from the time I was in probably seventh or eighth grade, you know, when we were exploring topics around science, when we were exploring topics around history, we were always talking about how other cultures did it, how other cultures were impacted, you know, during those those times and periods. And, you know, even to the point where, yeah, we say that this comes from X, Y, Z, a person, However, there is evidence that as far back as blah, 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 this was in Africa, this was in Asia. So, you know, this may have been the person that brought it to the masses, but there truly is nothing new um, under the Mm -hmm. sun. So yes. Well, so Dr. Kimi Nuru Dennis, the last question that I have for you. If people want to connect with you further, if they want to work with you, if they want to support the work that, they, that you are doing in your communities and with the organizations that you work within and alongside, how, how do they do that?
0: Thank you for asking. So go 365diversity.com. You'll find the email address and the business number. If you want consultation, that information is also on 365diversity.com. That explains the consultation So in other words, you can't just pick my brain for free. I always had to explain that because as Black women, we're expected to have free conversations all day, every day with people, right? Mm -hmm. They can also find out about the Get Work Done workshops that I do. Uh, Ten years ago, I created workshops where I would teach medical and health students, including MDs in residency and medical and health people throughout their careers, how to really reach Black individuals, Black communities Mm -hmm because it's not patient advocacy if you really don't know how to be an advocate for us. Mm -hmm. So it's, it qualifies for CEU credit. Mm. So that's also detailed on the 365diversity.com. You'll find lots of photos. You'll find podcast links, which will include Sarah Morgan's podcast link. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of information up there, but I just ask people, if you're contacting me, this is not small talk. This is actually about outcomes, changing Mm -hmm. your curriculum. Um, I don't rely on accreditation requirements and standardized tests because if you keep using excuses as to why you can't change anything, that means that you're complying. Mm -hmm. So we need to challenge that. So this is not about small talk. It's about changing some things. And if you're uncomfortable contacting me, that's actually perfect because equity is uncomfortable. That's why I'm three, six, five diversity. This is a daily diversity process that includes inclusion, equity and justice. And it's not a smell of time. We're not gonna have fun together. <laughs> We're not. I mean, when I do in-person and virtual stuff, it's not. It's not a party. It's not a party. Yep. So um, I always tell people: if you go to a workshop and at the end of it, y'all go to coffee and y'all hang out, then that means nothing was accomplished. If you go to a workshop and all y'all did was the privilege line where people step, step up and, have, and step back, yeah, yeah, slice a cake, all that stuff. You know, they they disrespecting you. The trainers that you just paid have disrespected you and trained you like you are in elementary school. So I'm taking you all to this next level that's taking you beyond these new books that you read, beyond the let's all have a fun lunch. I'm taking teachers and school officials beyond the PDs that have for years resulted in nothingness, but mm-hmm. checking off your list. You've got to get more if you really are as anti-racism, anti-sexism, anti-homophobia, anti-transphobia, anti-ableism as you claim. This is not just theory. It's not just conceptual. It's not hashtags and acronyms and and catchphrases. It's not about y'all hugging and cuddling each other. It's about some real work. And my work is based in centuries of Black work and indigenous work. The real work that challenges you to be accountable, and uncomfortable. 365diversity.com. Bloop,
1: bloop. That is a whole word. So thank you, Dr. Kemia Dennis, Dr. Duke Guy, my oldest, dearest, funnest friend. And I appreciate you coming on the show. I thank you all for listening. Once again, this is the HR Happy Hour Network. This is the Inclusion Crusade. I am Sarah Morgan and we are out.